Welcome to Team Performance Coaching. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Today we're going to talk about influence. Who are some of the most famous leaders that you know? If you're super religious, you probably said Jesus of Nazareth or something like that. You could have said Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr., Winston Churchill, John F. Kennedy. Of course, those are all probably good leaders in your mind and you probably jumped to a good leader. But what about Hitler or Jim Jones or all those who still had a ton of followers? See, we're talking about influence. And the key to leadership is influence. We can say some of those leaders are awful. We can talk about great leaders. But the reason we would call them leaders is because lots of people followed them to good things or bad things, but they had followers. If people follow you, that makes you a leader. If no one follows you, you're probably not a leader. So today I want to borrow from Maxwell a little bit, a great writer of all things leadership, to talk about five levels of influence. Let's look at them together and then make some comments below and just let me know if these are what you have as well. So let me know what you're thinking about this influence ladder. The first one is position. People at this level believe leadership is based on title, not talent. It's like the story about the private in World War I who shouted on the battlefield, put out that match, and then realized he was yelling at a general, tried stammering out some apologies, and the general said, that's all right, son. Just be glad I'm not a second lieutenant. Which is so funny because the higher the person's level of talent and true ability, the more secure and confident a person becomes. He got away with it because that leader was such a higher position, whereas the leader just above him probably would have been super annoyed. Your confidence in your leadership affects your influence. Usually a positional leader has been appointed to that level rather than earning that level. People will not follow positional leaders beyond the stated authority. Positional leaders will have a hard time working with volunteers. You don't want to stay at this level is what I'm trying to get at. Most people do, funny enough, because they don't understand the next levels on the ladder of real leadership. So let's jump to number two, permission leaders. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You probably have heard that many times before. That leadership begins with the heart, not the head. It reminds me of a famous Model T story about Henry Ford, and I've heard it several times. You probably have too. He made a perfect car, the Model T, that ended the need for any other car in the world. At least that's what he thought. And he was totally product-oriented. He wanted to just fill the world with Model T cars. And a very, very famous statement is someone came to him saying, Mr. Ford, we'd like a different color car. And he said, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. And that's when the decline started for his company. You see this permission leader. At this level, people will give you permission to be that leader until you stop caring about what they care about. You stop asking questions. You stop continuing to try and learn and move into positions in which people, you're you're showing you care what people care about. People saw Henry Ford as a genius. He made something that they wanted. And they also noticed when he stopped caring about what they wanted. And that's when his leadership declined. At this permission level of leadership, we continue to push into those we are leading 
as long as we have their best interest in mind. Once we stop having their best interest in mind, this permission leader will fall. This level of leadership can only go so far. And most people will stay at this level. Which leads us to level three. The third level on this influence ladder is production. People love, or I should say bosses love production leaders. These are the ones that get things done. The ones that have results and they can show results. I remember a famous story. It was uh, about this hired traveling salesman who sends home his first report of how he's doing and the brass see this report and they're like, oh no, this guy is not smart. The spelling errors were out of control. It said, I seen this outfit, which they ain't never bought a dime's worth of nothing from us and I sold them some goods. I'm not sure why I'm adding an accent to this, but whatever. I'm now going to Chicago. Before, and I can't tell you how bad this is spelled, but before they could fire this guy, there was a second letter that came from this person who was in Chicago. I come here and I sold them half a million. The sales manager, not sure what to do, put it in front of the president saying, um, we have someone that seems very ignorant as representing us on our sales force. Of course, the president saw the production half a million sold in a place where none had been sold before. So he writes this letter and he puts it into everyone's hands. We've been spending too much time trying to spell, by the way, this is all spelled incorrectly, instead of trying to sell. Let's watch those cells. I want everybody should read these letters from Gooch, who's on the road doing a grat job for us, and you should go out and do like he done. I'm so bad. I don't know why I put the accent on both times. I'm trying to show it's bad spelling because this boss understood that I don't care if this guy can spell. I want him to sell. Uh, it'd be nice if he could do both, but there's one I would pick over the other. See, most bosses want results and they love production leaders. There are many Many times, I repeat, many times that I have dealt with really frustrating people in, in the jobs where I work, people who are even volunteers, even uh, that work for me because of results they produce. They can have this just grating personality, but then I see them out doing this job that is so needed and I go, you know what? I can deal with that. I can deal with that because they produce. I'm the same way, actually. Uh, there's been many times I probably have been saved where I can be super annoying, kind of, uh, uh, well, if you're listening, you probably know, but I can be in some people's face at times, but that's because I want to produce results. I like to produce results. So a lot of times I fall in this area when I don't or I shouldn't stay here. See, the higher levels of leadership continue to move forward as they continue to understand what leadership is, and it is influence. So the fourth level is people development. Since some people are mediocre, if we're honest, the true leader can be recognized because somehow his people consistently demonstrate superior performances. That's a quote by Robert Townsend. A leader is great not because of his, his or her power, but, but rather because his or her ability 
to empower others. Success without a successor is failure. It's funny. I was talking to someone on Sunday who said, you know, you're really scaring people with uh, what you're saying here in this ministry. I'm a pastor, by the way. You kind of sound like you're leaving soon because you keep empowering others. You keep giving away your job. You keep delegating others stuff to other people. And so people think you're getting ready to leave. And I'm always a bit frustrated by that because I'm like, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to work myself out of a job, although that's happened and it's frustrating. But I always want to develop people. I want to see people grow. I feel like it's a leadership trait that we all need. We have this idea that great leaders will have the whole world hinging on themselves. They are the key pendulum to anything good happening. But that's not great leaders. No, the great leaders are the ones that empowered others to be great. You develop others into leaders and then you aren't forgotten. You're just the one known that set off this person and this person and this person. And that's real legacy. It's a hard concept to grasp only if you do. It's why it's level four. But if you can grasp this, that your real leadership is how you empower others, you will be an incredible, influential leader in this world. As we move to number five, on this leadership ladder of influence, the progression proceeds in this fashion. At level two, the follower loves the leader. At level three, the follower admires the leader. And at level four, the follower is loyal to the leader. You win their hearts by helping them grow personally. People recognize that. In time, you'll see that your core leaders around you are those in which you have personally touched in some way or helped develop in some way. Sometimes this level is hard because people who don't know you will think you're a positional leader because a lot of people are working for you. So it seems like it's one thing when it's really quite another. You get that by the, the best people that you will have and the people that want to be near you are those that you're continuing to invest into. And the more people you invest into, the better or grower, or I should say the, the higher your influence will be which leads us, leads us to this pinnacle of leadership, personhood. Not many people reach this level. This is that level where people follow you because of who you are or what you represent. It takes years of growing people and organizations to get to this level where people recognize you as just something special. Few make it, but those who do are bigger than life. People do things just because your name is attached to it. They just, they say, well, if that name is attached, it'd be like a Billy Graham type leader. If that name's on here, this must be quality. This must be good. And people want to follow things like that. And there's only a few that get there, but we should all be striving for this level. You never leave the base level. Each level stands upon the previous one and will the each if you don't continue to work on each level, it will crumble as you neglect it. For example, if you move from a permission level, which is relationships, and you move to a level two as a, a production level, which is results, and so you start getting results oriented and stop caring for the people who are actually following and helping you produce the results, then people will start to feel used. And as you move up these levels, 
the ones below will crumble and you will crumble with them. As you move up, you actually have to go deeper and more solid with each one. People have to know that you care. People have to understand what your title is, but as you keep going higher, people have to know that not only are you producing, but you still care. And as you move up and you go to that fourth level of people development and you start working with others, they can't think you're just delegating, delegating it all out. They have to know that you're still a producer yourself. So, and that you still care about what they care about even as you're delegating things to them. For your leadership to remain effective, it is essential that you take the other influencers within the group with you to the higher levels. The collective influence of you and the other leaders will bring everyone along. And if it doesn't happen that way, if you don't bring them with you, they'll have divided interests and the loyalties will go all over the place and you will never get to personhood. You have to continue to bring people with you all the way. That's how you reach level five. I heard a great acronym of this influencer word, not road, word. The I is for integrity, integrity with people. N is for nurtures. You nurture other people. Faith is the F, faith in people. The L is listens to people. The U is understands people. The E is enlarges people. The N is navigates for other people. The C is connects with people. The E is empowers people. And the R reproduces other influencers. So if you write that down, you have to maybe go back a few times, but that influencer word tells you everything you need to know about this leadership level. One other thing I'll close with is Matthew 5, 13 through 16, where it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. Go with this today. The team performance coaching takeaway for your teams and everything that you do this week, that we are salt. We salt the fries to make people want to eat. So don't miss this today. We are salt. We salt the fries to make people want to eat them. And if you stop being the salt, then you are done. Your influence on others is over. Whether you are a business person or running a nonprofit or a church or a Christian, whatever it is, you are salt and you are in the influencer that makes people move forward, that challenges people to move forward. They see it in you and they want to be like you. You are a light. You're a city on a hill. You don't hide from issues or problems or challenges. You step into them. So as someone who is a leader, step into it and show the light. Everyone will see that as you step into it. Let this light shine before men. Let them see your good deeds. Be who God has called you to be in this world. Your influence on others is huge. Do it right. Move up the ladder the right way and continue to work on each level as you move up. This has been Team Performance Coaching and I hope you have an amazing day.